0: they've managed to turn their STR dreams into reality. If you're an ambitious woman who's looking to build a successful short-term rental business, you are in the right place, sister. Welcome to another episode of the STR Sisterhood. I'm your host, Stacey St. John, and you know what I'm going to say. I'm going to say thank you. Thank you for having me into your home today, into your car, into your workout, wherever we are here together. I just wanna say I appreciate you. Now, before we dive into today's episode, you know it, girl, I'm gonna read you a quote. And this says, the most common way people give up their power is by thinking they don't have any. Those are really, really powerful words, right? Beautifully said by writer poet, and social activist, Alice Walker. Now, I am here to tell you, you got to break out a pen and paper because we are talking it up with Jen Boyles today about some amazing strategies to drive traffic to your website instead of Airbnb. So if you need to hit pause and grab a pen and paper, I will be right here. Okay, did you get it? you got pen and paper, let's do this. Let's go ahead. Let's jump in to my conversation with Jen Boyles. So today we are joined by Jen Boyles, who I might say is a direct booking guru. And I am so excited to have you on
1: our podcast. Jen, thank you so much for being here. Well, thank you so much, Stacey. It's lovely to be here. Now, I've been introduced as the queen of direct bookings, but now a direct booking guru. I think that even taught right. that. <laughs> yes, it's world domination.
0: There you <laughs> go. You need a crown and then you also yes. need like a badge or something for okay. your guru. Yeah, your cake, guru. I
1: yeah, I don't know. What do gurus have? I don't know.
0: I don't I'm know. thinking almost
1: like a toga or something, but that maybe that's not right.
0: Yeah. Oh. Oh boy, I'm going to Google that after we're done. Okay, so we have so many fun things to dive into today. But first, for anyone who doesn't know you, tell us a little
1: bit about who you are and where you're located in the world. Sure. Name's Jen Boyles. I'm in Canada. I'm in Vancouver, Canada. I I grew up here I'm from here, I was born here, grew up here and everything, but I left in 2002 to move to London, England. And I have been away 21 years. Best decision I ever made was moving to England And the second best decision I ever made was moving back this past summer. So I brought my daughter with me, and we are back home with family and lifelong friends and the rain and just (laughs) loving being in Canada.
0: Oh, that is so incredible. And did you get started? I'm going to assume you did, but did you get started in the world of short-term rentals when you were living in England? Talk to us about that.
1: Oh, actually, no, not when, but when I was away. So I started my working life in hospitality. My dad is a retired uh, hotel manager. So my first, talk about, you know, those Nepo nepo babies, right? Yeah, I, I totally, my first jobs, you know, in the summer were in his hotels. And I quickly found out that it was a heck of a lot of work. And hospitality was too much. I didn't want to be on the front desk. I didn't want to be... You know, dealing with guests all day long—it was too much. I worked in sales and marketing, then in the back office, and I loved it. I loved it, but it wasn't quite right for me. So I went into design and and marketing, and I moved to England to work in the publishing industry. That's where I wanted to go. I had that I thought New York or London, and London went out, and I went, and I ended up working for British Vogue. So I've worked for all the big women's magazines and men's magazines in London and I loved it. But what happened with me getting into short-term rentals was my my ex-husband and I had an apartment in the French Alps. And it, we were thinking about selling it. We didn't know what we were gonna do with it, you know, and we thought Airbnb had popped up and we said, let's put it on Airbnb and see what happens. And so we did. And of course, put it on in the morning in the afternoon. My phone was pinging away. I'm on the ski slopes, the pinging away with bookings. And I'm like, all right, this is it. We're going to do this. And so we did this for a couple of properties. And we're like, this is really cool. And we decided to go all in and we bought a five bed chalet in the Austrian Alps this was going to be it. It was a place. Now we were investing in this place as somewhere we wanted to go, but we also wanted it as a business. And we knew everything. We were, you know, top Airbnb people. We were just, yeah, this is so cool. And, but the market had changed, years had gone on and we were, the chalet was in a, a village where every single building was a vacation rental, a b and a boutique hotel, you know, hostel, all these, we didn't get the bookings and we needed them to pay the mortgage. Right. <laughs> this was not supposed to be something we were subsidizing, you know, this is mm-hmm. supposed to pay for itself. And that's when I sort of the penny dropped for me. We've got to build our own brand and we've got to look at people actually booking with us direct I didn't know book direct movement. I didn't know direct bookings was a thing. It was just what I had to do to get our property to stand out and get guests in to pay the mortgage. I'll be darned. Well, first of all, I want to back up
0: because I feel like I'm sitting here with a superstar here where we've got... You used to work for Vogue and
1: we've got a property in the French Alps and, yeah. <laughs> the Austrian Alps. and- it's, it's <laughs> a different world in Europe, right? Because I started my life in England and then I was in the Netherlands, I was in Belgium, I was in Spain. You just drive to a country, right? You just jump, you know, it's like driving to a different state or a different province in Canada. It's the same kind of thing. So it sounds very like, ooh la la, you know, (laughs) but in reality, I was just driving to the the next country, you know, but yeah, it, yeah you know vogue you can't you can't beat that though that okay we amazing. need a,
0: we need a fun story but you know i know we're here to talk about short term rentals and all that fun stuff but i feel like we need a behind the scenes vogue story do you have any off the top of your head you can share
1: well it's not all glamorous i'm sure you've seen that movie you know the devil wears prada mm-hmm. and it was based mm-hmm. on us vogue offices and yes there are beautiful clothes you know, and some of the, some of the women that work there come in and you're like, oh my goodness, you know, what are they wearing? Designer head to toe, you know, but most of the people work there are down to earth. They're just coming in. We're all riding the tube together to get to work, you know, getting our coffees on the way in, you know, sitting at our desk and doing our, 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 our jobs. What I, you know, you know, some famous people did come into the offices, but not a lot. You know, it was more like the famous photographers and stuff that would come in and, and right. we would be talking about their work and whatnot. And that, so it wasn't like, yeah. Okay, good to know. It wasn't a movie set by any means. <laughs> it was, you know, a place of business, but right. fun business because we're dealing with fashion and beauty and everything. Yeah. Absolutely. That would
0: be fun. I would like to just be a fly on the wall one day. So fun. Okay. So I want to focus our conversation because we could probably sit here for about four hours. Okay. And talk, just chat it up about all these different strategies that you have leveraged. And I know that you teach your students about direct bookings. And I wanted to ask you about a few of them that caught my attention because they were a little unique and out of the ordinary. And, you know, the goal is, is obviously, when we're talking about direct bookings, we, you know, not that we don't love Airbnb, it absolutely is a tool for us to have in our toolbox. Mm -hmm. But as you just mentioned, a few minutes ago, we need to develop, you know, strategies so that we're not building our our house on someone else's land, as I know Mark Simpson likes to say, right? So when it comes to different ways to drive traffic to your website, let's first talk about Google. What are some of your favorite tools and strategies when it comes to Google being a a tool in your toolbox to drive traffic?
1: Great. Cool. Google is, you know, can be used for such good for your business. There's some education needed with guests that they, you know, we need to be telling them. I had someone the other day say, you know, my mom is going to book on Airbnb. And I'm like, okay, why don't you try and book direct? How do I do that? Google, Google what you're looking for. Short-term rental, the city, the town, whatever you want and start that way. And so to flip it on our side, being the host or the managers, you have to make sure that you're showing up because we want guests to use Google to find us. And there's a few different ways to do this. There's of course that people are gonna be Googling short-term rental, vacation rental in your town. So you want to, and those are hard ones, what we call to rank for. Ranking means mm-hmm. you, know, you move up the, the rankings and you wanna get on that first page. And the likes of Airbnb and Booking.com and Verbo, they bid on these these terms. So that is a very hard thing to actually find, to get on the top. However, there is a side door that you can use. And this is where blogging and SEO come into it. And by creating a, a guide, a blog about your area and about things to do, that will come up on Google. And so that people come into your your website by a side door. Okay. I used to say yeah. back door, but something got a little bit lost in translation. So we're <laughs> saying side door for your website. Okay. Through the
0: garage. Okay. Yeah. Oh, no. <laughs> the garage. That's exactly it. Yes,
1: yes. So they're coming into your website through a side door. They're getting your information. You're thinking, oh, this is brilliant. And then they book a stay. This is a, a great strategy to use to sort of help Get up on the Google rankings. Another thing you need to be aware of is that Google has free tools that are there. They're free. They're for you. And there's Google Analytics and Google Search Console. Google Analytics, I think everyone in the world's heard about Google Analytics. It's your stats. It's your data of your website. And this is where you find out if what you're doing in your marketing is working or not. You know, are people finding your website? How are they finding? Where are they going on your website? How long are they staying? And these are really things to look at. And Google has amazing free courses. They have a university, Google University, where you can take free courses to learn more about how to use their tools. And that is a great free way to learn about Google Analytics. But it's something you need to keep an eye on because if you're out there doing your marketing, things could be falling completely flat and you don't know and you don't know what you need to tweak something or you might be focusing on the wrong area so google analytics will help with that google search console is maybe the lesser known tool and that is all to do with seo search engine optimization so it's your keywords that you're putting in and how you are ranking for them and how you are doing and seeing the competition and seeing what's happening And this is to find out if what you're doing in your search engine optimization, your SEO is working. So it's a little bit more technical, but it is a great tool to help once you are going down that SEO route. I love that. And
0: the thing about SEO is... You know, I'd love to hear your perspective and correct me if I'm wrong, but it's something that is probably a slower burn. So it's not like you're going to start, you know, blogging on a Thursday and have 20 direct bookings by the following Friday. Oh, wouldn't that be great
1: though? Wouldn't it though? That'd be amazing. That's the whole thing with marketing as a whole is a slow burn. Mm -hmm. It's consistency, it's the effort, it's getting it done. It's not as sexy as like sales. Sales is where you're going out there and actually selling, you know, a night stay or or a weekend away. And that gets you get to the bookings. Marketing is building your brand, getting people to find you and then and, and loving your content and then coming in to book. So, yeah, it is a bit of a slur- slow burn.
0: I, I also want to touch on blogging because you had mentioned obviously, you know, creating some sort of guide or lead magnet, shall we say, for folks to potentially be able to download and you capture their email address. I know we haven't really talked about that, but you can do that as part of your blog. My my question is I think so many people have this mental block. Like, I am not a blogger. I am not a writer. I'm not good at writing. I can't have a blog. You know, how do we break through yeah. that and and help people to feel comfortable with their content? What are your thoughts?
1: Well, a blog, you know, it's not like, you remember in like the 2000s, you know, I'm a blogger, you know, all these things, you know, what you had for dinner and all these kind of things. You're, you know, a lifestyle blogger. That's moved away. So that's moved on to, you know, Instagram, TikTok. That's where all that sort of blogging stuff has has gone. A blog now is a strategy. It's an SEO strategy. So there's a couple of reasons why you want to have a blog. One is that you're giving Guess information. So you're helping them for the plan their holiday and what they'd like to do when they're away. But the other thing is the strategy for the SEO and climbing those Google rankings up. Now, a lead magnet is separate to that. So that's not part of your actual blog. Your blog is information that you are putting on your website for people to read. You can then share it on social media. It's 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 the best thing to repurpose. I actually really love blogs because you can grab little bits of it, put it on social media, tell them with a call to action to come to your website to read the rest. Easy.. Mm-hmm. Easy. So instead of thinking that you're out there telling them what you ate for for breakfast and, and what you're doing with your kids, you know, it's not about you. You don't have to be a brilliant writer there is an actual formula for putting a blog together that is quite easy to follow. So it's, it's you, I know we're talking about getting it out of our own way, aren't we? Yeah. And that's always easier said than done. But once you sort of do one and you try it, then it gets easier from there, you know, and the first one's maybe not going to be that great, but that's okay because you build on You got to start from somewhere. Right. Amen to that.
0: And in your opinion, how important is it... When folks are coming up with blog content, how important is it to have keywords baked in, you know, because from a strategic perspective, obviously you want to be able to share your blog on social media and bring people back in, but you also want it to have that SEO value, shall we say? How much should keywords and all all of
1: that research be a part of our blogging strategy? It should be the first step, okay? And this is the part that people go, oh, I don't want to do this, you know? Let me give you an example, okay? So I wanted to write a blog about restaurants in a waterfront area. That's the word that I would use. I would use the word waterfront, restaurants, the best restaurants, the five best restaurants in this waterfront area. Great. This was my idea. I went in and did my keyword research, which is a technical process, but... It will save you time because there is no point working hard on something and then finding out that it's been a complete flop. So, and matter to not have it be a flop is to do your keyword research. So then I went and did the keyword research. Nobody was looking for waterfront in this area. They were using the word docks. Hmm. And I was like, oh my goodness. So by changing that one word, you know, from waterfront to docks. It well changed the whole the whole blog, but it 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 made it so that people were then searching for it. This is what people are googling. That's what the the key is: is that you're wanting to use keywords that people are searching for to find you. They come in the side door of your website. They go, oh my goodness, this is the content I was looking for. I love this area. Oh, I can stay here. Oh, look at how great this place looks. I'm gonna book it.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: It is a slow burn. It's not gonna happen overnight. But the more you do this. And the more you layer on an ad, then the easier it gets, but also the more you're telling Google that you are a force to be reckoned with, and that will help you move up the Google rankings as well.
0: Yeah. Now, I also want to ask you when it comes to blogging, you know, about the frequency and the cadence, because <laughs> the, again, for a lot of people, the thought of, okay, great, I can write a blog post. But it's probably not going to serve folks well to just write one. So talk to us about how often folks should be planning their content in order to really derive the value from a search engine optimization standpoint.
1: I would like to see everyone in the world, (laughs) all the SDR property managers and owners out there, you know, once a month you know, and it shouldn't be too onerous, you know, like just, you know, if you have the strategy behind it, and you've got the keywords, and you've got the format to follow, you just you can get it done. Now, it's not just the sharing it once. Okay, so if you've got that blog, you share it on social media. Okay, the next month, you might write a new blog, you share that on social media. But you can't forget the blog that you wrote two months ago. Or the one you wrote five months ago, or the one you wrote a year ago, you have to keep sharing them because then more people will see them and come over to your website. So it's content that keeps giving back. You know, it's a great way to think about it that you're not just doing this as a one hit wonder. You've written the blog, it goes away. No, you keep sharing bits of it and then it just accumulates over time. I feel like I could ask you questions
0: about blogging for like two days because now I'm like, okay, well, let's talk about how do we track all that stuff. But I have so many other strategies to ask you about by golly. So we all know that blogging will be an important part of driving traffic to our website. Next strategy I want to ask you about, are collaborations. And this one really stuck out to me because I love collaborating with people in general. It is, to me, fun. It's rewarding. It is exciting because we get to learn about other people and see what they do and how they do things. Talk to me about how collaborations can help drive traffic to a short-term rental owner
1: or host's website. Well, when you think about it, Okay. Who would you believe more? Would you believe somebody who tells you that this other person is a great place or the person saying that I have a great place? You know, who would you believe more? You'd believe the third person, wouldn't you? The third party. Okay. Yep. So this is where the collaboration comes so great because you can be talking about that other company and they can be talking about you. There's so many different ways that you can look at this. Okay. We've got influencers. Even if you have a small business, one property, you can work with an influencer. I've done it. It's amazing. Okay? Now, I'm not going after Kim Kardashian. You know, I'm looking at a niche influencer that will help bring guests into my, into my property and bookings in. But then you have local businesses. You can collaborate with local businesses. You, It can be as simple as I'm going to talk about you on my social posts. You talk about me on yours. It can be as simple as that. It could be putting together some kind of event or some kind of, I don't want to use the word package, but something where you can say, if you book with me, I'll give you 10% off on this, whatever it is. So getting together to do something together. You want, the key is, is that you want to find a company, a magazine, a newspaper, an influencer, whatever it is that has the same ideal client as you do ideal guest. Okay. So there's no point me getting together with, Oh, trying to think of it, you know, some kind of influencer that has a completely different market than what I'm trying to go after.
0: Mm -hmm, mm -hmm.
1: You know, that is, that's the key is finding the right person, the right company, the right publication that will be, is already talking to those same people that you want to have come and book. Right.
0: And when we think about influencers, again, I know there's just so many folks who have questions swirling around in their minds. But number one is how do we vet the influencer to know, you know, Mm. do they potentially have the same target audience? I think that may be fairly, fairly simple to find out, but how do I ensure that I'm actually going to get something out of this? What, what are your
1: thoughts there? What are some key watchouts folks should consider? The key watchout is when they're emailing you. Yep. Okay. So, you know, gone are the days of the Nigerian prince wanting to put, actually, no, I shouldn't say that I had the Nigerian prince email me the other day. And I was like, Oh, you're back. (laughs) (laughs) Um, wanting me to give me money for safekeeping. Yes. I love it. But you know, we're getting influencers or people that are want to be influencers emailing us. Who are these people? I don't know. So that is a red flag. Okay. Research, 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 find them, use Google, use Instagram. If you're looking for an actual, if you want to grow your Instagram and that's where you want to find an influencer, go on there. Research them, go through their feed, look through their stories, look through their highlights, look for, look at everything they do, have a conversation with them, you know, contact them and say, Hey, I'm thinking about doing this. Can we have a talk, you know, get together online, have a chat about it, ask who else they've worked with, contact those people and say, Hey, did it work? Mm -hmm. You know, like what, you know, what did you get from this collaboration with this influencer? You can have a agreement that you say, I want this many social posts and this many uh, stories or whatever it is, this many reels that is negotiable between you and them. They might say, okay, this is what I do and give you the layout and you can decide what you want to do. You don't necessarily have to pay them. It depends on what level they are. You want to go some, for somebody that's quite niche, in your niche. So so for my business, I have a boat, which is obviously on water. And in that area, there's wild swimming, which, of course, in Canada, we just call swimming. But in England, they make a distinction. Um, okay. Wild swimming in the docks area of Liverpool. Now, that's a unique experience to go swimming in the docks in Liverpool like all of a sudden you first of all you probably think it's probably pretty disgusting but actually it isn't it's quite clean water. I was going to um, say wait a minute that that was exactly <laughs> what I was thinking. Yeah. <laughs> I know. I know you're thinking about all the the boats but it's 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 right off the mersey which is a tidal river cuz it's right mm-hmm. off the north sea. So it's cold, okay? It is cold. There's no tropical thing about this but the water is is very clean. So, what I did is because there's a business right near us who has a wild swimming, it's part of they do they do kayaking and all these water sports. I went and found wild swimming influencers. So so niche, so, so niche, and got them to come have a stay. I gifted them a stay. They had a stay, and then I we gifted them a swim in the water, and they documented everything. okay. And so we're not going after the Kim Kardashians. You know, you're going after micro influencers, niche influencers, the ones that work for you, Uh, dog friendly. If you're dog friendly and that is something, you know, that you are really leaning into, that the dog is part of that family, there are dog influencers out there that go to family. Are they the dogs or the people? Oh, yeah, <laughs> well, yeah, mostly some of them are the dogs. There's a woman <laughs> that I follow who is all about traveling with her dog. But then there's other people that are, there's a Dachshund actually in the States that I follow. I can't believe I'm saying this in public. But I follow this Dachshund. <laughs> he travels around. Um, <laughs> that so, is awesome. <laughs> so these things exist. You just have to find them and research them. and it, But it has to be the right fit. Yeah. So, if I had the Daxon come to stay and I wasn't, you know, dog friendly, well, hello. Like it's just a misfit. So, right. it's got to be a right fit. I love that. Okay. All right. This, again, I could sit here and ask you
0: two hours worth of questions about influencers, but let's keep rolling. Let's keep rolling. Media coverage. I think this is a really interesting idea. Talk to us about how someone can even go about getting media coverage and how obviously it could impact their ability to drive traffic to their website.
1: Well, in the same way, when you're collaborating with others, with influencers and whatnot, that's exactly what a magazine, a publication, a website is the same kind of thing, right? So it is a way to get somebody else to say how amazing your place is. Now, remember at the beginning when I said I'd worked for Vogue? I've got a bit of an insider look at what happens in magazines. And there's such thing called PR where you're sending out press releases to magazines, to media outlets. You can do that. You can find a publication that maybe is the right fit for you. Find out who that person is on staff that would write. So, I'm not saying just travel magazines, you know, women's magazines, What about, okay, here's an idea. I have a client up in Alaska and one of her ideal guests, fishermen, okay? Might not be very sexy, but fishermen come and they're fishing for different fish during the year. I've been learning all about fishing and the different fish, you know, salmon, trout, whatever it is, but there are magazines out there that deal with fishermen, you know, people who want, I shouldn't say men, fisher people, I guess, but people who want to fish, but getting in touch with them and saying, Hey, I have a property that is in a real hot spot here. Is there something we could do together to work together? We're not talking about advertising. Okay. Mm -hmm. Advertising is something that everybody will try to get you to do. And if it works, it works for you. But I'm talking about organic, free you know, things. This is what I, I specialize in is Mm -hmm. not paying money for your, for your, you know, your marketing, but talk to them and say, what could we do? You know, is there, could you come and stay, you know, and do a feature? Do you have a, I know the travel uh, magazines will have different months of the year. They'll have their editorial calendar all marked out, but they'll say, okay, in October, we're going to do all about Italy. So when you ring them in January and you say, okay, I've got a place in Italy, and they'll say, okay, October is our month. And you're like, okay, great. You know, you're looking at where you can fit in with them. What magazines love about this is they don't have to go out and find you. You have come to them. You know, you think that these magazines are inundated with press releases, and yes, they are. And some of them are just not rel- relatable. You know, they have people blanketing out the industry with, with press releases. But if you're contacting them and you are giving them something, if it's a good fit and you are going to be giving them something that they don't have to work so hard for, they're going to win. Yeah. When, when.
0: I yeah. love that. That's so fun. Now I keep thinking, like you have my wheels turning. Okay, I probably thought to this magazine, that magazine. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's fun. Okay, let's talk about giveaways. I mean, again, I think it's inherent where if someone is thinking about running a giveaway, it sounds exciting. It mm-hmm. sounds super fun. But it also sounds overwhelming. How on earth do we do a giveaway and have it be manageable?
1: Well, if you're going to do it on social media, first thing you do is you check their terms and conditions because they have very strict what you can say, who you can, what you can do, who you can do it with, blah, 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 blah. So I am not a lawyer. I am not going to deal with that side of things because no one's going to say, well, Jen told me to. No, right. you know, check that out. Mm -hmm. but what about having a giveaway with that influencer or with that magazine? So you're layering some strategies on top and you're giving them reasons to, you know, talk about you even more. A giveaway. I have a lot of people say, okay, I want to give away some clothing or something that's made in my area. I'm like, nobody wants that. Sorry. They Mm -hmm. want to stay. They want Mm -hmm. to stay. That's that's, and that's what you are providing, you know? So, Look at what you've got, what you want to provide and have a giveaway, but do it in a way that makes sense. So have a read of social media terms and conditions, you know, use your email list, get some PR out there, tell people about it, but do it in a way that it works for you because you really, it's all about promotion. And sometimes getting that giveaway out there is something a bit different. It catches people's eye. You know, If they're just used to you putting out post after post or reel after reel, and all of a sudden, oh, a giveaway, it sort of gets people's attention again. And that's why it's a great sort of strategy.
0: Love that. Love that. Love that. Last thing I want to ask you about, because I know we're running short on time, is leveraging other people. And I'm curious, when you think about leveraging other people, how is that different than leveraging an influencer? Talk to us a little bit about that approach.
1: Well, yes, they're connected, right? But Mm -hmm. using other people is you're wanting to uh, go into their audience rather than, you know, talking about you. So chamber of commerce your tourism group near you will have a website they may allow guest blogging write them a blog we'll talk to them first maybe before you go through the effort but talk to them and say hey i would like to work with you can i write you a guest blog now that blog is going to be full of educational you know information for your ideal guests but at the bottom of it it's going to give you a little bio and you can say hi you know this is me i've written this and come and see my website so it's going into their audience yourself and you know going on a podcast like we are now it's a great way of getting yourself your property your services in front of other people
0: i love that and you know what i really appreciate is When you start thinking about all these different ideas, it's kind of like turning on a faucet where you've got a slow drip, and you, you try one thing or you think of one thing that could apply to you, and then you keep that faucet on. And the more you kind of keep that line of thinking open, the more ideas come to life.
1: Yes, and you know what? Not all of these will work for everyone because we're different people, right? I've got a client who. Influencers is her way forward. She has at one influencer come every quarter. Wow. So she's out there get, doing the research and finding the right people. You know, maybe she'll have somebody come back again. Mm-hmm. But that is her strategy that she is rinsing and repeating. Mm hmm. You know, you may find that you love to write. So finding other websites that you can write blogs for is your strategy. And it works because we're going back to the data. We're going back to Google Analytics and we're seeing what's working. If you're out there writing blogs for all these companies and no one's booking and you go and you look and, ah, well, no one even cares. Well, then stop it and go <laughs> do something that actually works. But you, you've got to look at the data. I was going to say, if that's not a mic
0: drop moment, if this isn't working, stop doing it. Okay.
1: <laughs> and we can get into that flow and we're like, oh, this is so awesome. I love doing this. Well, you know, I'm sorry if you, do, if you love it, but if it's not working, you've got to switch tack. You've got to change what you're doing because the whole thing that we're doing here is we're trying to get more people on our website so that they will then book. And your website has to be amazing. Mm-hmm. Okay, if you have a substandard website that is not converting people, you could be throwing just so much stuff at it, and it's going to be hard to convert. So that is the number one thing is to make sure that your website is, is amazing, and that it's grabbing people and that it is saying, hey, come and book. And it's providing the trust that guests need to book direct. Mm -hmm. Right? Everybody trusts, all the guests trust Airbnb because they know Airbnb's got their back. Airbnb has spent years and years and years providing that trust that if anything goes wrong, we're going to take care of it. Mm -hmm. So we've got to provide that trust on our own, on our own website saying, this is who we say we are. We've got reviews. We can prove it. We want you to book direct. This is why, you know, best communication, best price, best communication best service you know all of that in there but providing that trust and there's there's multiple ways to do that but you've got to have a great website
0: love that okay i could sit here and again pick your brain for hours upon hours but i'm not going to do that because i know you have a busy day ahead of you, I want to move to what I like to call the lightning round, okay? And what I'm going to ask you to do is answer the questions with the very first thing that comes to mind. They will be fun, hopefully. <laughs> <I> hope so. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I'm nervous, yes. Don't be nervous. Don't be nervous. Okay. First question is, where is your favorite place to vacation? Istanbul. Ooh, now that's a cool one. <laughs> When did yeah. you go there?
1: I've been multiple times. I love it. I absolutely love it. I love the people. I love the food. I love the culture. I just, I love it. It gives me goosebumps. Like I just love it. Wow. Yeah.
0: That, that's it. Okay. That is the first time I've heard that one. I'll have to add that to the travel list. Okay. What's one place you've never been that you want to
1: visit? Asia. Okay. What part? Well, anything. The only part that I've been to is Istanbul's right on the on the cusp, right? I've mm-hmm. been across the bridge <laughs> and, Istanbul. and stepped on Asia, but like China, Japan. Yeah. And now that I'm in Vancouver, I'm so much closer. So, so I'd like to go that way. Yeah.
0: You know, I've heard Thailand is just drop dead mm. gorgeous. Yes.
1: Valley, Philippines, you know, Vietnam supposed to be amazing. Uh-huh. I have heard that as well. Oh, there's just too many places and not enough time. <laughs> <laughs> okay. What is
0: one thing you know now that you wished you knew when you started out
1: in the world of short-term rentals? Oh, boy. I think at the very beginning when I started with Airbnb, I think I wish I had known that this was a long journey. And that this was not the Airbnb was not the answer to all my questions.
0: Hmm, that's a good one. That's a good one. And how did I'm just curious, how long did it take you to realize that?
1: <laughs> it took me well, it, it really did take until we bought that chalet and everything sort of fell apart. And I was like, oh, what have we done? I, I thought we knew everything and we, we just we didn't. Right. you know because all we we thought we knew everything, but all we had done is list on Airbnb. right. That's all we had done. We weren't experts, you know We were experts on putting our property on Airbnb. Well every, any monkey can do that. so <laughs> <laughs> So that's really you know where I realized, okay, this is not you know we've got to do something. Gotcha. All right, next question, what is the best piece of advice you've ever been given? Imperfect action.
0: Yes. I love that advice. Mm
1: -hmm. That exact phrase. I know you've got progress over perfection behind you. We've talked about this. Done is better than perfect. Mm -hmm. You know, someone the other day said, you know, fake it till you make it. That kind of thing. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Imperfect action. Get it done. I'm going to add another
0: word to that. Daily imperfect Mm -hmm. action. Because it's really easy, at least for me to, I, I find myself, I fall into slumps where again, that perfectionism tries to creep in and I push myself through it. And then I'm like, okay, I'm done with that. And I have to keep moving forward. It's daily imperfect action, at least the way that I approach it so that we're always driving continuous improvement in our business, not like one time. Yes.
1: Yes. <laughs> yes. Keep going. Don't, you know, sometimes we do have to stop and take a breath. Yes. Don't true. stay for too long. Just keep going. This is true. This is true. Yeah. All
0: right. What's one thing and or person that you're
1: grateful for today? I didn't know where that question was going. And the first person's name that came to my mind was George Clooney, but that That's is totally true. not the answer. <laughs> That
0: would be a different
1: question, Jen. I know. We're not
0: be recording.
1: His, okay. This no. name came to my mind. Yes. No, grateful for today. I have to say my daughter because she yeah. has changed. She has upended my life like no one has ever. And she's amazing. You know, I look at her. She was born at 30 weeks and five days and she has overcome and she's, oh, she's a strong girl. Okay. Well, tell us her name and how old is she? Her name is Catherine and she's seven. And she will never be an employee. I'm already (laughs) seeing this. She is going to be an entrepreneur. I don't know what she's going to do, but she does not take direction. So that is going to (laughs) be... Oh girl, you just wait another 10 years. (laughs) I know. I'm in trouble. I'm in trouble. But she is... I just look at her and I'm in awe, really. Oh, that's so cool. That's so cool. And
0: you know what's so fun? And I know you know this as a mom, but seeing our kids experience life, like watching it through their eyes when, when they have those aha moments, I love that, you yeah. know? So cool. All right, Jen, before we wrap up, I just want to give a huge shout out to you. Thank you so much for speaking at our summit that's coming up. You know, the short-term rental virtual summit for women is January 23rd, 24th, 25th. I just want to say how grateful I am to have experts like you coming in and dedicating your time to educating the women in our community. So thank you, For being a speaker. I am so pumped to have you and it's going to be epic.
1: I know. I can't wait. I really, I can't wait. Having you as a speaker. So my direct booking success summit in the, in the fall was amazing. So I thank you because we've really connected and I think this is great. And I, I, yeah, I can't wait for this, for the virtual summit. It's going to be brilliant.
0: So fun. And Jen, you know, if, People are interested in learning more about some of the strategies that we talked through today. I know you've got an amazing downloadable PDF on your website. Talk to us about where they can
1: find you online. Yeah. So my website, directbookingsuccess.com, and I can give you a link to this direct to go into this PDF so people can, can download it. But it's 10 ways to drive guests to your website instead of Airbnb. Love it. Thank you so much for
0: being with us. Thank you, Stacy. Now, before you go, you know it. I am going to share a quick shout out with some of the amazing women inside the Female Short-Term Rental Investors Facebook group. Just yesterday, Gina Tufano posted, if you have a pet-friendly Airbnb, what do you do that makes it so? And so far, golly, we have had 39 women jump in and share their feedback. One of the comments that I wanted to share came from Melissa Vardy. And she says, yep, pet friendly, no pet fees. 99% of our guests bring at least one, usually more. We provide extra pet blankets and towels, a velocity dryer, dog beds in every room, sturdy toys and chews, dog bowls, poop bags, and a dog wash handle attachment that can be attached to either a hose or a shower in case they get extra muddy, a 50-foot leash, a tie out on the deck, extra gates to block stairs if they need to, a large airline-style dog crate. Our welcome gift is a travel water bowl for their dogs. We're waterfront and have had zero damage from any of the hundreds of dogs we've hosted and have never had any extra cleaning hassle. We don't want to be pet tolerating. We want to be pet encouraged and go over the top to make sure they're welcome and enjoy their trips at home. OMG, Melissa, you knocked it out of the park, girlfriend. I am so amazed by all the extra things you do to be hospitable to your furry friends. That's amazing. All right. And with that, I am going to say I'm signing off for this episode. I hope you have an amazing day and an amazing week, and I will see you very soon. Hey, sister for listening to the podcast. I wanted to let you know about a free resource my team is providing the STR success blueprint strategy session. If you're looking to take your STR business to the next level, or heck, even just get it started. This free one on one is something you won't want to miss. You'll discover new tools for your STR business and outline an action plan that will help you achieve your goals and reverse engineer your STR success. This session is your chance to get the help you need to succeed. Schedule your free STR success blueprint strategy session right now by visiting stacystjohncom success.